Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. 534 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA and 93.7 FM. I've got a call on hold. I'll get to that uh, momentarily. G. Dowd Musk uh, here. Uh, by the way, first hour segments were rolling blackouts. We really depend on ener- we really depend upon energy here in New Mexico. Second segment was uh, no freedom of speech in Corrales. Third segment was how can conservatives fight political oppression? Yes, we are the oppressed. Uh, believe it or not, look for all those. We are on a number of different platforms: Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can share each of these. If somebody happened to uh, miss any of our segments, miss any of our show, you can catch us on YouTube. We're also now on Parlor as well, where I just started sharing that information yesterday. Given the uh, political oppression, we'll just go ahead and uh, get uh, oxygen wherever we can get it. So we put ourselves on there. We've got a great new uh, uh, breaking news website, uh, newsabq.com, unlike anything you've ever Very seen. Cool. Very and cool. uh, everything is lined up. And then, of course, Dowd has his great show wrap every day. Uh, one of the things I'll be adding to the show wrap, just to do a little callback to what we were discussing earlier, the situation in Corrales and I'm sure elsewhere, uh, folks, 1994 Supreme Court ruling basically limited to, to, to next to nothing uh, local government's abilities to, to restrict these political signs. Uh, 1994 was the case. Uh, SCOTUS ruled that the display of political and other types of signs on residential property is a unique, important, and protected means of communication, and towns cannot restrict the display of such signs, including time limits uh, extended to uh, uh, you know the election day, 60 days before, and you have to have it down three days after. Those, ladies and gentlemen, are unconstitutional. Ergo, the Corrales sign ordinance is unconstitutional, and your community might have this too. They're all over the country, so uh, t- take a look at this. Uh, you may be you may be uh, in a in a community where uh, you are laboring under the uh, misunderstanding that these sign ordinances are constitutional. They are not. It is protected speech. And John Paul Stevens, of all people, one of the worst Supreme Court justices in modern memory wrote that decision. Uh, it is protected speech under the Constitution. If I can make a suggestion, I think it'd be important if those signs are good enough for you to put on your front lawn. You've seen the people who have tried to remove Trump signs and they have them electric, right? Those have them charged sure. up. Sure. Uh, put a camera out there to oh, watch and then download the information uh, with the video and upload it to uh, Facebook and then put an APB on, uh, on those people immediately once they damage uh, your signs. You can always get your replacement signs, but let's embarrass those uh, people. I think that would be uh, very easy to do. Uh, let me read a few texts, and I'll get to a couple of quick phone calls. Uh, Bob uh, texts in, I just prayed for Susan, who called. Bless her soul. Would you please close with a good night to her from me and all the other listeners and station staff who care about her? That's from Bob. Oh, that's beautiful, Bob. Thank you. Um, oh, wow. Happening now, Black Lives Matter has taken over the walk over at San Pedro and I-40 at the moment. Of course they did. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Black Lives Matter uh, momentarily. What is the link to the survey you were talking about? I might have missed it earlier. That is a survey going by the city of Albuquerque. Seven questions asking what to do with the Oñate statue and whether or not to rename the park. Uh, I think that's very important. Um, you put it out through your Facebook, I think, right? So. I will. I'll put it uh, out there as soon as I can. How about we let the citizens of the New Mexico roots previous to 1912 decide uh, this issue? Uh, I don't know. It's about how you feel about it, too. You guys who came in from out of state uh, yeah. after 1912, let me just say this. You came in with a certain expectation about what New Mexico was all about, and you shouldn't have to apologize for things that you may have picked up or say, well, I didn't know or anything. I mean, we have a proud history. Danelle just keeps texting. 
Uh, Susan, I just want to let you know that I will be praying for you and put a prayer chain out for you as well. We can never have too many prayers. You sound like a wonderful lady. On behalf of Susan, each and every listener should commit to doing everything we can to save our country by getting President Trump reelected. We need to give her peace by joy by knowing America will be the victor of freedom, not a victim of socialism. Trump 2020. Please forward her name and number to call me if she needs anything. I'd be honored to help Susan in any way that I can. It would be an absolute privilege to meet her. Wow. I just oh. I love this. This is it's uh, this is right up at um, uh, Rudy and my, my alley. And this um, is what life is about, getting together with people. Uh, you should absolutely help tell New Mexico's story, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, we'll get you a battery generator. How big a battery size and output <laughs> would you like to see? It'll be here in 10 uh, minutes. Big, big. <laughs> That's Natalie, of course. She's uh, Her and her husband are amazing uh, with all their kids and all the things that they do. Albuquerque City Council should give the Oñate statue to Stephen Bakken. Not a bad idea. <laughs> oh, Eddie, I'm so glad that Susan called in. Although I'm not in her health position, I feel the same way about you and your show. Every day I listen. Thank you for all that you do. 550-5500. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, it's Al. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. No, I just wanted to call in. I was driving home from uh, work, and I went uh, under the San Pedro walkover at I-40, and I noticed, you know, quite a few people up there, and I saw some signs, and there's some Black Lives Matter signs up there. So I turned around at Louisiana and went back. There were probably 15, 20 more people at that point, and there were more signs. So I turned around at university to head back, and, uh, yeah, there's quite a few people up there. There's a lot of signs. You know, my concern was something falling off there and and hitting the traffic because there's a lot of traffic. Um, Just wanted to give a warning out and, you know, I guess keep an eye on that area. Yeah, well, we've seen what Black Lives Matter and Antifa coupled together. It could do terrible things uh, to a city, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, Take your pick of, of, of these cities, and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is a, a cancer across this country. Make no mistake about it, and uh, no doubt that uh, cancer is impacting here, right here in Albuquerque. Just, Thanks, Hal, for the uh, phone call. Yeah, thank you for the update. Just uh, an update, folks, uh, a reminder, I guess I should say, Black Lives Matter from the official website. Uh, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. They're not real fans of the traditional family, are they? No, they're not. Uh, remember, they want this the government you're supporting to if take you think you're, over. You're helping it's, society. It's a cancer, folks. It is. It's an absolute cancer. Black Lives Matter, Marxism, uh, you know, the socialism uh, push within the Democrat Party, and then couple that with Antifa, they don't realize they're sick. Mm. They all have this uh, collective sickness. 550-5500, call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. First off, I just want to throw out big-time prayers to uh, Susan. My uh, mother-in-law just passed away earlier last year from cancer, and it's a, it's a hard, hard road for everybody they uh, leave behind as well as themselves. And, uh, Sorry for your loss. Second, Secondly, I want to uh, mention that I was on the radio on my way home from work listening about the uh, signs there in uh, Corrales. So I uh, was driving through Corrales at the time, did a U-turn, went back up to Loma Larga the whole way, and I happily want to report that those signs that uh, were being talked about on Meadowlark and Loma Larga are no longer there, uh, thank goodness. Uh, but there's still now, wait, which signs uh, did they get rid of the Black Lives Matter and the uh, all of them. justice all for Breonna Taylor? All of them. Everything's down. I see no political signs up there now at all. 
or uh, even the Brianna Taylor signs. I didn't see any signs up there at all now. I appreciate the phone uh, call, and thanks for the uh, timely update. Uh, let's also put some other information out to let those people know who had their Trump signs out there to let them know that they can actually put them back. They do not have to obey the ordinance. Did you catch that part, sir? Yes, I did. I, I didn't see any signs except for on maybe some connecting roads between Corrales Road and uh, Loma Larga. And, yeah, they're all Biden signs. They are on private property, but they're still there in some places. And uh, our Trump uh, people need to get out their signs, uh, folks. You need to uh, let, let people know exactly how you feel about this country. Thanks so much uh, for the call and uh, for the update with beautiful listeners who are giving you uh, literally uh, – <laughs> Very timely information. Uh, that's not something you have to do tomorrow, and no doubt uh, you're happy about that. But I'll uh, speak again about the types of uh, signs that they had. Black Lives Matter, Breonna Taylor, what else? Yeah, they did actually on Corrales Road, the main drag through there, just a little north of the village Mercantile uh, on the eastern side. They had a Breonna Taylor. And, you know, a lot of uh, it looked like something a child, I, I wasn't there when they put them up, but there a lot of sparkly and glitter and flashy, you know, young kid kind of stuff. You wouldn't think an adult would, would do that. And so yeah. my fear was that the children were involved. And you know, the left uses children. I, I've seen the right occasionally do it, but the right has no can't compare to what the way that the left uses children yeah. when it comes to environmentalism. And now, uh, uh, how dare you? Uh, and now they're bringing them into uh, the, this racism. I, I, I was going to send you a link. Uh, a young girl in Los Alamos won the New York Times Award for some essay regarding race and it was i was just so disturbed to see that you know, obviously we know what her perspective was and the, and the little article was talking about how oh her parents she grew up reading the new york times her parents were always reading the new york times well okay that's fine but <laughs> did her parents ever give her an issue of national review did her parents ever give her an issue of reason to maybe balance things out a little bit no i, I very much doubt that um they are very effective at using children and uh, it's only getting worse. It's only getting worse. Well, I did uh, also used to read the New York Times and Thomas Friedman and uh -huh. uh, the book reviews and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The Economist, the Wall Street Sunday Journal. Sunday edition. Sort of right. like what you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Sunday yeah. You, I mean, people sit down and go through that Sunday edition. They take the entire day of Sunday to go through that Sunday edition. By the way, you have a uh, – but look where it's – I mean, you just have to be able to think through it. Most of these people are indoctrinated, and they almost uh, fancy themselves as how excited they are yeah. to finish these – Periodicals oh, yes. or whatever. Certain words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. I mean, that's obviously a child with a mental illness Absolutely. who's being used and leveraged she's being, for she's political ends. And there's that's, so that's many. A form of child yeah. abuse. I mean, I'm not making light of physical abuse or sexual abuse, but that's just a different form that they've done to her. Um, and there's very likely that uh, being, well, she's been enslaved into her identity, which is, you know, the, the case with so many child stars. You know, child stars can oh, ever yes. um, emerge out of that cocoon that they blossomed out of at a very early age, and they never can sh uh, shed that, which is why they turn to drugs, alcohol, and abuse. And that's regardless of whether or not they've been sexually abused, and I believe that 90 to 95 percent, I forget the staggering number that uh, they were tossing out, of all children who are in Hollywood have had some sort of either physical or sexual trauma. That is incredible. When, when were you old enough? Uh, I, I put it in my mid-30s when we use these children to set policy. We have this girl whose father worked at Sandia, and she started the social distancing. You know about this. I mean, the, Yeah, the, Valley the, High School. Yeah. Um, when were you when were you old enough? I, I, I say mid thirties before you learn anything about life. I'm not taking advice, I'm not taking public policy analysis 
from a teenager or somebody in their You've got to live a little and develop a little wisdom, have a little failure in your life, be exposed to different types of persons, have a couple different jobs, to actually be able to write I think a lot of people, think, a lot of our listeners... <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners are just feeling like, you know, that it's never enough. They never, they, they don't know. Mm. You know, I'm at the age of 45. I still, there's so many things that I don't understand. And this like, is why yeah. I talk through it. And yeah. that's very relatable for people on, on the, uh, on talk radio and where people are watching on Facebook or wherever else they are consuming the show on, on tune in, et cetera. When you're, when you're consuming the show, I'm getting you to think because I'm thinking about the very things that you're thinking about. And we don't have the answers. You know, that is what happened with uh, COVID-19. And, and Donald Trump's humility, and I mean that in a man who's being humbled or has humbled himself enough to go ahead and see to the scientific and health experts in Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci, and they took advantage of him, exploited him, and tried to make him look stupid as Definitely. if... He should be responsible for any of the decisions that they made. Let's not forget who made these decisions on COVID-19. And these were recommendations, strong urging. Well, how, how long could we possibly follow these recommendations before they destroyed uh, all life uh, here in this country? And as I just uh, let off the hour, which I thought was really important, Dowd, and I know that you did as well. You know, we, we live for moments. We live for weekends. We live for leisure activities. You know, going out to eat, what percentage of millennials? Here's the, here it is. Yeah, I wanted to hear those. Share of U.S. adults by generation who said they'd be comfortable doing the following activities right now. Activities are ordered by the share of all adults who said they would feel comfortable doing them in an initial poll. Now, remember, these are people who feel comfortable. Let me read these to you once again. Remember, this is life. We live for going out to, to dinner, Okay. Millennials, baby boomers, only 30% feel comfortable. Millennials, 35% feel comfortable. Going on vacation, 31% of millennials, 23% of boomers. 30% going to a shopping mall for millennials, 24 I mean, we live in a society that has become totally afraid to actually live at this point. And I think the There's virtual such a reality lesson. What are we living for? Go ahead. Virtual okay. reality set us up for this. More and more, you hear these articles. Yes. You read these articles about how Screen the time. kids are not getting together. Yep. Kids, sixteen-year-olds are not trying to get their license because they're living online. Right. And now we have a lockdown that's exacerbating all this this uh, 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 isolation, self-isolation. Yes. You have to live. I'm an introvert, and I don't. I, I need to, I need human interaction. Great point about I mean, yourself. You know, and yeah. and, and, and it's uh, is is anyone in a position of power in this country recognizing that we this is we are not going down a good path here. Actually, the the question is anyone doing something about it, mm-hmm. trying to be proactive about it. They all recognize it. Michelle Lujan Grisham recognizes think, it huh? absolutely. She sees the trouble that this is uh, giving the citizens of this state. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, she, but, she's uh, willing to, she just wants the power to tell us, and, and she wants to be the puppet maker. Or well, the puppet, well, 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 I think to look at this, uh, Rudy, and I understand what you're saying, but for them it's more about making sure that you are in fear and that they right. control the outcomes. And if something good happens to you, it's because we did it for you. Never has there been this much control over your own personal outcomes as to your level of satisfaction, what you can and can't do, where you can go, what you can be. Like, mm-hmm. this is communism. We are living it right now. 
when you can order, have you made a reservation yeah, yeah, yeah. to come to my you know, Apple? Have, Apple. <laughs> have you made a reservation for you to come to the store? No, I didn't make a reservation. If I can't go to your store, I'm not going to go ahead and reward you if I can go ahead and get something by mail. I mean, at this point, we are really wrecking everything in this society, all for an election, because we don't want Donald Trump to be president. And again, folks, it is that simple. It is. It's that simple. Because they do not want him to be president. They don't like the fact that he won, that we won, that everything that they wanted to do, they never got to do, and we achieved it. And then they couldn't even, even impeach him. They said, you know what? We've got this disease. We're going to scare the hell out of everybody, and we're going to run this country, and we're going to make sure that you're losing all the way until the presidency. So they manufacture these polls. They tell you you can only vote by mail. They can tell you when you can go, when you can't go. We're a bunch of sheep. And here we are, 77 days before the election, we're going to let them do this to us? There's no way I'm going down without a fight. And I hope that you're not going down without a fight as well. 550, 50, Let's talk about um, Black Lives Matter before. I, I, I want to go back to the crime blotter. But, you know, what, where else would crime be? Of course crime is going to be up. Of course murders are going to be up. Of course, drug and alcohol abuse are going to be up. Of course, domestic violence is going to be up. How could it not? Mm-hmm. We're, we're miserable right now. We are absolutely miserable. You know it, and I know it. Man charged with killing girlfriend. Nonprofit donation. We don't have enough money, so there's a nonprofit donation box that's been broken into 10 times. Into the APD year. investigating three separate homicides on Friday. Not really a big deal. No one's really talking about it. Chief Geyer's plans or pal runs amok at APD, makes unauthorized purchases. I mean, yeah. literally. Yeah. I mean, we're running around as if we don't have a God. That's really what this is all about. Absolutely incredible. And uh, where they're doing that more than any place else. Well, of course, Seattle, Portland, etc. Here's here's what the godless are asking you to do. Seattle Black Lives Matter protesters demand that white people give up their homes, saying they are living in historically black sections of the city. Another woman in the crowd yells that they should give up their homes. Remember, we heard the Black Lives Matter woman who said, or it, if we riot, we break into your, if we loot, if we break into your business, that's reparations. Mm-hmm. This is insane. These are people that you'll never be able to make right in the head, mm-hmm. ever. Says, you know, the, that before your white butt came here, this was all black people, the man says. Do you know people like you came in here, basically bought all the land from black people at less than what it was worth, kicked them out so you could live here? Do you know that? Man continued, because if you don't know, you effing do now. You better do something about it. Another woman in the crowd then urges the residents to open their wallet as the man continues to yell at unidentified residents off camera. That he planned to fix it, the man continues, as a gentrifier because you're a part of that problem as well. As a woman with a megaphone then urges the residents to give up their house, give up your homes, give them to us, give black people back their homes. You're sitting there comfortably, comfortably as F. As if they didn't help gentrify this neighborhood. I used to live in this neighborhood, and my family was pushed out, and you're sitting up there having a good time with your other white friends. Now, what's really interesting about this, and I know it's not lost on you conservatives, is they're not yelling at conservatives. They're yelling at white, silver, ponytail liberals. Yep. 
When you talk about gentrification, go look at these uh, upscale hipster neighborhoods where they have the craft brew areas oh, yeah. and the uh, modern, mo- modified historic homes. Yoga studios. Who li- <laughs> yeah, right. Who lives there? I mean, this is a movement that is hell-bent on destroying itself from within if we just give them no target to hit at. But unfortunately, they're saying gentrified neighborhoods have more to do with Trump or conservatives or Republicans or, you know, privileged white people. Nobody's more privileged than those, you know, Johnny-come-lately white liberal philanthropists who are running around with mommy and daddy's money who are grabbing $100 bills and saying, yeah, 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 I feel guilty, here you go. And then after they feel guilty and they run out of money, then they go sit on the, the corner and they yell, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. The cuckolding of the society that we have that's happening here in this country is absolutely, and I don't mind the imagery if you don't know what that word means, but there is a whole fixation on this. <laughs> and it's not just above board. You know who you are out there who enjoy that type of thing. This is absolutely disgusting. This is just another form of it. This is it in public. Imagine having to, I, I, I hearken back, and I hope, Langston, that you're listening. I hearken back to that conversation, Langston, when you and I were on the air, and this man picked up the phone and called the radio station. And he said, we were talking about home invasions, and he said, if someone broke into my house, I don't carry a gun. I would just give him whatever he wanted. <laughs> you'll, you'll be visited like, the next night by somebody else. What a else. cuck. This is absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> And Langston's look like, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard in my life. Oh my. Like, uh, what, what, are you going to teach him a lesson on Jesus at that point? If you don't fight for it, if you don't defend it, they ain't going to think you have any value over it. And yes, your dignity is absolutely worth it. The cost of all this to these cities is absolutely unbelievable. Here's the cost of these protests and the takedowns and the looting and, and everything that's happening. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. $23 million. 80 nights of destruction. In Portland, $25 million. Oh, by the way, Minneapolis is half a billion dollars. I misspoke. Los Angeles. Remember those riots costing the city $1.4 billion? Collectively, we're well over $5 billion. $5 billion across this country. And that's just in the physical destruction. We haven't talked about the economic destruction, the institutional destruction, uh, the, the rebuilding that needs to take place. More than 400 businesses have been damaged with owners and insurance experts estimating rebuilding costs in the hundreds of millions of dollars. No, talking about billions of dollars. What's also very interesting, right, when you're looking at that woman back in Chicago said reparations. They have insurance. They have. Well, why don't you have insurance? <laughs> and why don't you feel responsible enough to go ahead and not destroy these businesses? Why? Who told you you could take something and not be accountable? I like to think of uh, Portland, Oregon. If you think about our culture here, it's a lot like Albuquerque, right? You think there's a lot of similarities? Like a wet Albuquerque. Yeah, yes. it is. Is that, <laughs> is that right? Is that Always, fair? Yeah. The cost of 80 nights, 23 million, as I said, 550 arrests, 133 have been classified as felony. On Thursday, Oregon State Police pulled out approximately 100 troops, helping both federal officers and the Portland police in responding to nightly protests. 
State police had committed two weeks and two weeks end today. We're in a county that's not going to prosecute this criminal behavior. That's exactly us. New York City, you can't even go there right now. Mm-hmm. The New York City police officers are getting attacked. Chicago, same thing. Back to Portland, if you've been on social media today, you saw a man get the tar beat out of him, pulled out of his truck, literally for sitting inside his truck. He didn't do anything at all. This is a threat to everyone. And right now, as we speak, if I had that right from our caller, Hal, he did say, right, over the San Pedro overpass at I-40, what you have is the Black Lives Matter has taken over the walk. If they went out and destroyed property, do you think anything would happen to them? Probably not. If they looted, if they stole property from in, a, in a store, especially less than $1,000, would they be prosecuted? Probably not. Again, they're pushing that agenda that's coming from the left that is obviously run by your politicians here, the Michelle Lujan Grishams, the Tim Kellers, and the rest of the uh, Democrat domination here in the state of New Mexico. Wide open third hour for our Rock of Talk show here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. You can also uh, watch us by going to Rock of Talk and then just click on the Facebook page and the video will just pop up and you can just go ahead and jump in there. Uh, Dowd ran out of here. He had to run to the restroom. There he goes. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, come back after the top of the hour, Fox News. Grab a cup of coffee and uh, Coke and uh, I'll take your calls as well. Anything you guys want to talk about. 550-5500. Wide open third hour. 